I'm Dr. Joe Esposito, and welcome to our podcast for the health of it. Remember to subscribe to our podcasts, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. The information presented on this program is not intended to take the place of your personal physician's advice, and it is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Discuss this information with your own physician or healthcare provider to determine what is right for you. Are you suffering needlessly? Dr. Joe can give you advice on how to naturally get well and stay well. Dr. Joe Esposito. Today we're going to be talking about your metabolism. Now I get this question all the time. People say, well, Dr. Joe, I can't lose weight, so do you think I have a slow metabolism? And the answer is probably not. Your metabolism has, a, has to do with a lot of different things, your hormones, uh, your activity level, your age, what you're eating. So we're going to talk about what is metabolism, how can you boost it, and the things that you might do that are harming it without even knowing it. There are certain things you can do to actually slow down your metabolism, and then you try to blame it on genetics. Don't blame everything on genetics here, folks. So what exactly is metabolism? Metabolism is defined as the bodily processes needed to maintain life. But when you hear the word metabolism used today, it's usually in reference to weight issues. You may hear someone say things like, oh, I can't lose weight because I have that slow metabolism. Well, there may be some truth to this, but there's a lot of other factors, such as how much you eat, how much you exercise, how much you play, uh, how much bigger uh, weight, uh, you, how, how big you are. That'll play a role in your metabolism too. Because here's the thing with weight loss. The bigger you are, the easier it is to lose weight. Because what happens is if I'm really overweight, and I used to be overweight, so I can say this. When you're really overweight, the body is, is fine to burn up calories. As you get thinner, your body slows down its ability to burn fat. So, for example, when I went to school, I was taught 3,500 calories equals one pound. So if I eat 3,500 calories, I gain one pound. If I burn up 3,500 calories, I lose one pound. Well, it's a little more complicated than that, especially today with all the chemicals and steroids and everything else in our society, our food. But what I was taught is that 3,500 calories. Well, if I keep cutting back 3,500 calories out of my diet, eventually I'd become nothing. I'd just disappear. So as I get thinner, the harder it is to lose weight. That's why people say, well, Dr. Joe, I can't lose these last 10 pounds. Your body's doing exactly what it's supposed to do. It's slowing down your body's ability to burn fat. So while it's true that how much lean body mass you have can affect your calories that you burn at rest, its effect, its effect is limited. So people say, well, uh, muscle burns more fat than, uh, more calories than fat. Yes, absolutely true. But you can only get to a point where your body can only burn so much. You can't just get bigger and bigger and bigger and keep losing and losing and losing weight. So there, there comes a point of uh, diminishing returns when it comes to this. So we're going to talk about that and what to do about that. Uh, part of this, partially because you can only build so much lean body mass uh, in strength training. Again, you can't just keep building more, more and more muscle. There comes a limit to that. Now, through the process of metabolism, your body turns food you eat into energy that it needs. It takes fuel, converts it through something called the Krebs cycle, and converts it into energy. Now, it's a vital process for all living things, not just humans. So whatever you're putting in, if it's a living thing, it's going to ingest, di you know, digest, break down, utilize, and then have a waste product. That's how all, all living things work. So your metabolism is determined by several factors, including, yes, your genetic makeup, your body composition, percentage of muscle mass and fat, your gender, your hormone health, level activity, age, some of these factors are within your control, like muscle mass and activity level, for example. I can build more muscle, and that would affect my metabolism. But there's also things that can affect it from outside. 
The word uh, now being tossed around is called epigenetics, outside your genetics. So there are things like uh, perfumes and hairsprays and colognes that can get into your body and that can affect your hormone levels. So now you just wearing cologne could actually slow and alter, I should say, your metabolism. And so be careful about the chemicals you expose yourself to. On our website, drjoe.com, we have shows that we've done on household cleaners and chemicals. You might want to listen to them because you'll really be surprised how outside forces have an impact on your health, especially fake chemicals. So we talked about genetics. Uh, luckily, there are some proven metabolism boosters that can kickstart your body into using calories more efficiently. So protecting the body from disease and slowing down the signs of aging are also some benefits that we can get by taking care of our bodies. And we've done shows on aging. We've done shows on uh, weight loss. And so people always want to know, what do I do? What do I do? It's not a secret. A lot of the things I teach you, if you've listened to the shows, you've, you see there's a pattern that's developing over the many, 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 many years I've been lecturing. The pattern is take care of yourself. Stop poisoning yourself. There is no magic button. There is no magic pill that's going to fix everything. You have to have a normally functioning nervous system, normally functioning digestive system, and good nutrition. And when it comes to metabolism, there are things we can do to alter it. Now, your metabolic rate determines how well you burn calories. And this has a big impact on your appearance, your mood, your energy levels, which is why most of us strive to achieve a higher metabolism. Higher metabolism, we're more youthful. If you fear that you're just one of those unlucky people with a slow metabolism, you'll be happy to know this isn't necessarily true. And in fact, studies have shown that people who identify themselves as having a fast metabolism don't actually differ that much in terms of calorie expenditure compared to others who assume they have a genetically uh, a slow metabolism, they, they have a metabolic disadvantage. So we're kind of burning the same amount of calories. It really is what we're exposing our bodies to, chemical as well as food. Now, how do you know if, you're need to, if you need to boost your metabolism? Here are some common signs that you're suffering from a less than ideal metabolic function. Ongoing fatigue. How many people are tired all the time? I hear this all the time. I've been in practice now 36 years. And people come to me all the time and they say, Dr. Joe, I have neck pain, I have back pain, I have shoulder pain. Uh, and again, it's a chiropractic and pain management clinic. We see a lot of that. Then people come and say, Dr. Joe, I'm just tired all the time. Well, let's look at your diet. Let's look at your lifestyle. Let's look at your sleeping habits. Let's look at your adrenal glands. We can do lab tests to find out how your adrenal glands are functioning. And if they're not functioning normally, we may have to boost your adrenal glands. Now, the adrenal glands, they're my favorite organ in the body. And they're little tiny glands. They sit on top of your kidneys and they produce adrenaline. That's what they call adrenal glands. Adrenaline, see that? And they give you energy, but they also produce hormones. And they also fight inflammation. So if you're bombarding your body with toxic chemicals and stressing out your adrenal glands, one of the symptoms could be fatigue. Now, the adrenal glands, if you drop your metabolism, that can slow your metabolism down too. If your body's cold, you have cold body temperature, you're frequently feeling cold, that could be a sign of slow metabolism. Thinning hair on your head, could be metabolism, could be thyroid, which could be metabolism too. Cracked and dry skin, low libido, poor sexual health, irregular periods, slow growing and brittle fingernails. I get this question about once a week through our website. People send me questions, say, Dr. Joe, what about I have cracked fingernails, I have ridges on my fingernails. There's different things fingernails can tell you. If the fingernail is blue, it could be that, you don't have, that you're uh, anemic. If the fingernails, if you squeeze on it and it doesn't come back pink right away, it could be a circulatory issue. If you have ridges in your fingernail, it could be adrenal glands, it could be thyroid. So we want to look at the fingernails as a symptom that something's wrong. So if you have slow growing or brittle fingernails, it could be a metabolic issue. Trouble sleeping through the night, constipation, 
slow-moving bowels. Now, again, these could be caused by other things as well, but these are just some signs you might see with metabolic issues. Uh, bloating after eating. That could be the stomach pushed up against the diaphragm. It could be low hydrochloric acid in the stomach. It could be that you're alkalizing your system too much. So there's a lot of different things that could go there. Uh, mood disorders, anxiety and depression. This could be a metabolic disorder. Frequent urination. Could be diabetes too. Struggling with weight loss. Excessive thirst and dry mouth. That could be medications as well too. Trouble concentrating and brain fog. Allergies and hypersensitivities. We talked about low energy levels. Low motivation for physical activity. I just want to sit around and do nothing. A lot of people do that. And if that's an issue in your life, it might be something you want to consider as a symptom. You're not just lazy, there's something wrong. How about getting sick all the time? It's okay to get sick. I keep telling this all the time. It's okay to get sick. Your body has introduced a new virus, a new bacteria, and the body says, okay, I'm going to try to fight this thing off. If it's new and the body doesn't have the, the weapons to fight off, you might actually get sick. You might get a cold or the flu. Take care of yourself. Fight that. Build up your immune system. Make sure you're taking Dr. Joe's vitamin D. Make sure you're taking Dr. Joe's super greens, Dr. Joe's essential source. Make sure you're staying away from sugar. Make sure you stay away from dairy products. These are the things to keep the immune system strong. And then it's okay to ride out a cold or a flu because your body's learning how to deal with this new strain of a pathogen, of a, cold, a virus, germ, bacteria that it's never seen before. That's how you build up immunity. So just take care of yourself if you are sick and you should be fine. So, Talking about metabolism today, what can affect your metabolism? The food groups we're about to talk about uh, negatively alter your metabolism by causing problems such as weight gain and thyroid functions and fatigue or muscle weakness, hormone imbalances, digestive stress, uh, micro, uh, gut bacteria issues, uh, blood sugar fl uh, fluctuations, increase in appetite, overconsumption of calories and sugar. So these are the things that a lot of people think are healthy for them they're not. And you're putting this in your body and you're saying, well, Dr. Joe, I'm eating right and I can't lose weight. I don't understand it. So what we do in our office, and we can do this if you're not in the Atlanta area, that's where our offices are. Uh, we can always do this over the phone or over the internet. You can uh, fill out something called a system survey. It's on the website, drjoe.com, and a diet diary. It's on the website. It's free forms. Just fill them out. And send them to us and we can set up a time to talk and we can discuss where you're going wrong. And I do this all day, every day. Patients come in and say, Dr. Joe, I eat a really good diet. You should see how well I eat. You'd be amazed how well I eat. Everybody talks like that, I guess, when they're pompous, right? And then I look at their diet, and I was like, come on. You think this is good? Then I explain it to them that these are the things you don't want to put in your diet. Yeah, but I heard. Let me tell you what you heard. And let me tell you what's wrong about that. Okay? So a couple of food groups that you're putting in your body that can adversely affect your metabolism, and I want you to cut them out now. Number one, fruit juice. Contrary to popular belief, fat in your diet likely isn't the only thing that's making you get fatter. It's probably consuming too much hidden sugar. Because what happens is you put sugar in your body. And the sugar, if it's a glucose, the body uses that fuel. The cells use glucose as fuel. If it's another form of sugar, fructose, galactose, maltose, lactose, the body has to convert this into a usable form of sugar called glucose. So if you're doing fructose, let's say, somebody sent me a question this week, what's the difference between fructose and high fructose corn syrup? Fructose is just a type of sugar. High fructose corn syrup is 55% fructose, 45% glucose. Glucose, again, is the fuel your body needs. You put fructose into your body, it converts into glucose, and glucose is used as fuel. Once all the glucose, all the cells are filled up with glucose, they can't take any more. So they send a message to the brain saying, I can't take any more sugar. 
I, I just don't let any more in. And that's where insulin resistance comes in. So the body says, all right, I have enough sugar. What do I do with it? Enough glucose. I'm going to convert it into glycogen. And glycogen is where we store excess sugar for use later on. Okay, and it's stored in the liver, it's stored in the muscles. Once all the glycogen stores are all filled up, the body has to do something with this sugar. Cells can't use it, can't be stored as glycogen. The body then converts it into triglycerides where it gets stored as fat. So this is why if you eat a high-carbohydrate diet, you gain weight. Now, there's good carbs and there's bad carbs. The bad carbs would be the processed carbs. Breads, cookies, cakes, donuts, pastas. We'll talk about that in a second. But back to fruit juice. I digress. Drinking fruit juice and, uh, and other ways of consuming too much sugar destroy your body and can wreak havoc on your metabolism in several ways, including causing sluggishness, cravings, and inflammation. Every disease known to man has an inflammatory component. Sugar blows it out. I'm fascinated when it's cold and flu season and I see people eating sugar or drinking milk. Milk causes mucus. How about breads, cookies, cakes, donuts, pastas, refined grains? Eating a lot of refined grains, which essentially just converts into sugar, may also affect your metabolism and that can be a problem. What, and uh, that can affect weight loss. So if you're eating too many grains, that's a problem. Even many products that appear to be whole grain and therefore you assume are healthy, can contribute loads of mostly empty calories into your diet without much nutritional benefit in return. So you're saying, well, Dr. Joe, I eat whole grain bread. I hear this all the time. I hate to break this news to you because I'm Italian and I hate to break the news to me is that there is no healthy bread. There's less toxic breads, but there is no healthy bread because the breads are all made with grains. Now, if you're going to do bread, I'm going to recommend gluten-free. Couple of things with gluten free. Gluten is a protein that can cause problems uh, in the colon, cause an inflammatory reaction. It's still a sugar, but the gluten free breads don't have the gluten, but they still break down into sugar. So you got to stop that. Okay. I hate telling you there's no good bread. As an Italian, I hate the fact that there's no healthy breads. So if I ever do eat bread, because one of my, my, probably my favorite food in the world is broccoli rabe called rapini. Um, and I love that with a good Italian bread. But if I do it now, I'll get a piece of gluten-free bread and use that. Now, it's not nearly as good as the real stuff, but these are the things, sacrifices we have to make. There's some things in life you just can't do. I mean, I have to wear glasses. I don't like wearing glasses, but I have to wear glasses. I don't like it, but it is what it is. So when it comes to food, the same thing. There are certain things you just shouldn't do, and if you don't like it, well, what's your goal? You want to get healthy? You want to get momentary pleasure. Other things that can affect your metabolism, canola oil, and processed vegetable oils. I was a guest on a show the other day, my friend Belinda, and we were talking about uh, fad diets. And I said something about, you gotta cut out those vegetable oils, the canola oil, the corn oil, the soy oil, because they cause an inflammatory reaction in the body and they're loaded with omega-6 fatty acids and those are bad for you. And she said, well, I just bought a bottle of vegetable oil. I said, take it back to the store, you can return it, and then get a better choice. We can talk about that in a second. Now, we hear that vegetable oils are healthier alternatives to things like saturated fats, which I agree. Uh, you might get saturated fats, let's say, from dairy products, coconut oil, or red meat, so any type of meat, actually. Some research suggests it isn't necessarily true. And vegetable oils, such as canola oil, safflower oil, sunflower oil, replace the saturated fat in your diet, you may be missing out on some other benefits because the other oils may have some healthy benefits to them, like extra virgin olive oil, extra virgin coconut oil. So stay away from those vegetable oils. They are just junk. 
And the omega-6 fatty acids are so dangerous. And never, ever, under any circumstances, reuse an oil that you cooked. Because once you heat the oil, it changes the molecular structure. And now it becomes rancid. So if you're recycling oil, some people save bacon fat. It's bad enough the first time around. Bacon fat or uh, ham oil, uh, ham fats or your drippings from gravy, and you're going to reuse it and recook with it. Please don't do that. Because it's bad enough the first time. It's really worse the second time. And if you're going to fry something, don't save that oil and then refry something in it again. Oh, I'm going to save money. Don't do that. Not a good idea. Peanut oil, by the way, another thing that's high in omega-6 fatty acids. So please stay away from that. And don't fry things is really the bottom line. Okay. Other foods that you're eating that can affect, adversely affect your metabolism. You think you're going to have a healthy chip or a pretzel or a cracker. Now, these so-called healthy snacks usually contain processed vegetable oils. We just talked about that. Safflower oil, sunflower oil, which we discussed, are very high in omega-6 fatty acids. And they change the molecular structure once they're heated, and then the oils can become rancid. And that's really dangerous. But a lot of these, all these chips and crackers and pretzels, they also contain lots of empty calories and starches and carbs. And they're usually very high in sodium. Now, we need sodium in our body, but we don't need to add sodium. We get plenty of sodium from a good diet. And depending on the kind of the, uh, what kind of ultra-processed foods, uh, they may also contain things like trans fats, such as partially hydrogenated oil, which have been linked to numerous health issues. So hydrogenated oil, very, very, very bad. And again, when you heat an oil, you change the molecular structure. So you're going to say, well, Dr. Joe, I'm eating these gluten-free crackers. Well, it's probably better than gluten crackers, and I like gluten-free crackers. I'm not going to lie to you. However... It's not a good food. It's still just like eating spoonfuls of sugar, which you wouldn't do, I hope. But if you're eating breads and crackers and cookies and donuts and pastas, it's just like eating spoonfuls of sugar. So. Other foods that you think might be healthy that can be adversely affecting your metabolism. How about granola? Now, this is a health food, and uh, it had a health halo around it for years. Granola is good for you. But it's secretly been hiding. It's kind of like a wolf in sheep's clothing. Today's a lot of granolas have uh, many issues, mostly because they're sky high in sugar and calories and processed grains. A measly half a cup of granola can set you back 250 calories. Half a cup is not much, folks. Now, I like granola. I admit it's one of the foods I really enjoy. But if I do it, I have a really small bowl. I'll put a little almond milk or coconut milk on it, and then I'm done. It's very unlikely it's going to make you feel full or satisfied for very long. Not a health food. If you're going to do it, at least do organic. So maybe you're not going to get a lot of hydrogenated oils and sugars and processed junk in there. It's not a health food, though. So don't kid yourself and think that. Now, if you want to make a granola, here's a little trick you can do. Get yourself some oatmeal, rolled oats, old-fashioned oats. You don't have to cook them, by the way. They're already cooked. So you take rolled oats, and you could add maybe some nuts to it, walnuts, almonds, pecans, pistachios, uh, maybe some raisins to it. And now what you've got is your own granola. And you could eat it that way. In Europe, they call this here muesli. I remember when I went to Europe way back when I graduated college, I bicycle toured around the United Kingdom and staying in these hostels and, and bed and breakfasts. And muesli was a huge uh, uh, breakfast cereal there. Now, not nearly as sweet as the American junk, not processed like the American junk. And it tasted great. And I thought, why don't we have this in America? And it still really hasn't caught on here. That was a long time ago. So I'm not sure why it hasn't caught on. But you can do this. Make it yourself. It's really cheap. And it's a much better choice for making a cereal then. Other things that'll mess with your metabolism. If you've listened to my shows before, you've heard me talk about the seven deadly sins of nutrition. The seven foods you want to cut back or cut out of your diet. If you're a regular listener, same with me. Ready? Alcohol, meat, sugar, dairy, coffee, soda, and artificial sweetener. 
I know that's your whole diet, right? But of the seven foods, alcohol, meat, sugar, dairy, coffee, soda, and artificial sweetener, what's the worst one? The artificial sweeteners. And the artificial sweeteners can mess with your metabolism. Of all the metabolism death foods, artificial sweeteners, including aspartame and sucralose, are probably the most deceiving. These artificial sweeteners tell a lie that you can satisfy your sweet tooth with no calories, no guilt, and have a thinner waistline. However, aspartame actually linked to dozens of adverse side effects, including altered brain antioxidant status. Uh, uh, brain changes where the cells start to actually burst or die, accelerated aging due to free radical damage. Aspartame and sucralose can stimulate your appetite and increase cravings for carbohydrates. Let me say that again. The artificial sweeteners can stimulate your appetite and increase your craving for carbohydrates. So the calorie savings from consuming foods sweetened with aspartame ends up not saving you anything due to the increase in appetite, and therefore calorie consumption actually goes up. This is one of the many reasons it's one of my seven deadly sins. So here's the thing with aspartame. Aspartame breaks down to three components, aspartic acid, phenylalanine, and methyl esters. Spartic acid is an excitotoxin to the brain. It causes the brain to fire faster than it's supposed to. It can literally burn out your brain cells. Phenylalanine can affect your kidneys, especially if you have a condition called phenylketonuria. And methyl esters convert into methanol. Now, methanol is wood alcohol. It's a class A carcinogenic. So of all the things I can teach you, stay away from the artificial sweetener. Sucralose, talk about weight loss and metabolism. Sucralose acts like an uh, endocrine disruptor. It acts like estrogen. So it stimulates your estrogen receptor sites, and it causes your body to act like it has estrogen. Too much estrogen causes you to lay down fat. Fat produces estrogen, which causes you to lay down fat, which produces estrogen. So the sucralose is one of the worst too, especially when it comes to weight loss. Now, what you can do instead, switch out for natural sweeteners like stevia. That's an all-natural, no-calorie sweetener derived from the stevia plant. And you can grow stevia plants in your backyard. They're, they're little tiny leaves about the size of your pinky fingernail, and they grow like weeds. So you can grow your own stevia if you want to. I recommend looking for organic stevia if you're going to do it. Ideally, uh, that is, uh, that's been organically produced because many times they use fillers in there, like maltodextrin. And the maltodextrin can be made from genetically modified corn. So I'm not a big fan of that. Organic, you can't have genetically modified food. Now, let's talk about the worst metabolism mistakes that you could be making. We're talking about metabolism today. So you need to listen to this because every one of us worries about our metabolism. What the things you can do, exercise, eating right, aren't the only two things that you can do to help increase your metabolism and burn off your fat. Now, your body's metabolism, or its ability to burn fat and calories and convert them into energy, we talked about that earlier, also plays a major role in weight loss. The more efficient your metabolism is, the easier it will be for you to lose weight. And if the scale isn't tipping in, in your favor, despite all your hard work, your metabolism might, have, might need a boost. So there are certain things I want you to do to get that metabolism working faster. Now, before you can boost your metabolism, you have to identify your daily habits that you're undertaking that are likely to blame for slowing it down and then rid yourself of these mistakes. Number one, ready for this one? You're not eating enough. We said at the top of the show that as you get thinner, you burn, you, 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 it's harder to lose weight. And so you're thinking, well, I stopped eating when I was fat and I lost a lot of weight. I'm going to continue to stop eating and I'll continue to lose weight. doesn't work that way. What you have to do is give your body the nutrients that it needs to function normally. Again, it's a, it's a machine. You got to put the right fuel in there. That's why the minimum supplements you should be taking every day 
or Dr. Joe's Super Greens and Dr. Joe's Essential Source. They're two powders. They taste great. I mix them together with coconut milk, almond milk, shake it up and drink it at least once a day. And people tell me all the time, Dr. Joe, I struggled with weight loss. I struggled with my metabolism. As soon as I started taking Super Greens and Essential Source, I'm not hungry anymore. I'm eating less food. My metabolism has kicked in. Because again, you're putting the fuel in your body to make it worse. It's not going to drink it and you're going to lose weight. It's going to get the body working normally and you're probably going to eat less food. So if you want to make an appointment, get the supplements, contact us. Go to website, drjoe.com. Folks, I'm Dr. Joe Esposito. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening to For the Health Fit. Remember to subscribe to this podcast and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. You can also listen to and call into my radio show live Sunday evenings from 7 to 9 Eastern Time on WSBRadio.com and on the WSB Radio app.